Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Happy Tuesday. Thank you all so much for tuning in to the PHNX Coyotes podcast. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a five star review. I'm Leah here with Petey and Sean on this fine Tuesday. How are you? I mean, I'm good and we get a, a fun topic today. Yeah, very fun topic. Um, I think it, it's definitely draft season. You can yep. feel it in the air. We've been talking about draft prospects daily now. We've had draft experts on the show. We talked about the best 12th overall draft picks last week and today we're going to talk about the best draft picks in the later rounds Mm -hmm. in coyotes history um so really looking forward to that and we had a chance to catch up with daniel winnick this morning just this morning like this is like 30 minutes ago um that we're gonna toss to in a minute here Uh, but daniel winnick is a really interesting story drafted in the ninth ninth round that doesn't even exist anymore don't have there's only seven rounds 265th Overall, in 2004. the last pick of the Coyotes in that draft. So, yeah. And there was someone, as he tells us in this interview, there was someone picked before him for the Coyotes in the ninth Who? round, even exactly. that we've never heard of. So, really interested to talk to him. Then we're going to go through the list of the best late round picks in Coyotes history. So, start thinking ahead of who you have yes. as a best late round and pick. And feel free to yell at us if we miss anyone. Yep. Um, and then we'll get into our prospect spotlight of the day. But before we throw it to Daniel Winnick, Anything you want to mention? That- no, I just think it's, it's it's when people are watching the draft, pay attention to the late rounds. We're all talking about the guys that are going to 6 and 12, but it's the guys that get picked later in the draft that really make the difference. So yeah. I think that show is just really going to highlight that today. Yep. So I think without further ado, we should uh, throw it over to our chat with former Coyotes draft pick ninth round in 2004, Daniel Winnick. We are thrilled to be joined by a former Arizona Coyotes draft pick in the ninth round. Ninth you heard round. that right. Um, in 2004, Daniel Winnick, and then he went on to play a bunch of games with the then Phoenix Coyotes. But Daniel Winnick, thank you so much for joining the show. Welcome. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Well, first of all, where are you right now and what have you been up to? Well, in Toronto, but currently... Uh... At my golf course, I have a tea time shortly. So, okay. are you serious? You're golfing today? Yeah. How's the weather yeah. today in the Toronto area? Uh, it's a little chillier. I mean, we had the effect of the smoke and all that from the wildfires oh, yeah. last week, and then we had rain yesterday, which really helped cool it down. And now, air quality's fine. <laughs> See, so you can, I don't know. <laughs> you need to get back to the desert, Winnie. Like it's still like it's 75, and it's beautiful today. Like it might be a high of 90. The courses will be jam packed. Um, where are you playing right now, and how'd your season go last year? Uh, playing in Geneva in the Swiss League. Uh, season went really well. We finished first overall in the regular season and then went on to win the championship uh, in Game 7. So it was a fantastic way, first uh, championship in my career, and it was the first for the city as well. So celebrations were pretty good. That's awesome. Congratulations. Uh, are you planning Thank to you. head back next season? 
Yeah, I have one year left on my contract, so I'll head there at the end of July. And training camp there is a little different. It's about six weeks long. Oh, no really skates painful. The... No, uh, it's not that bad. I mean, we're the easier of the Swiss guys, and no one really skates up until that point. So we kind of ease our way back into it. And you have plenty of days off. It's not you're not at the rink for four hours. Sweet. A day. And they're seeing me to go to Switzerland in July. <laughs> I know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's go. A lot of NHLers on that team. Phil is on that team. Mark Antoine Pouliot's on that team. Sammy Vatnin. So there's some familiar names on your team. So good for you, Winnie. But let's get into the draft. Let's get let's go in the wayback machine to when the year you get drafted and kind of get back into the mindset of where you were at that time. That year you were in college, it was your freshman year. It's the end of your freshman yeah. year. Are you at all going through that season thinking about, hey, this is my draft year or are there scouts looking at me for the draft? Or are you worried about going to class and playing your college season? No, definitely uh, the draft was on my mind. In my junior season before that, I was actually eligible for that draft because I turned 18 like that March for the 03 draft. But my agent at the time was like, oh, let's, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, you like opt out of the draft essentially or something? I have no idea. So, because our worry was that I would be taken late in the draft, like after yeah. the seventh round. So, like, you know, go to college. Play your year have there. A good year. Yeah, play your year and maybe go higher. So, it was definitely on my mind. And one of the reasons why I chose UNH to go to was the opportunity to play. Yeah. And they did give me that opportunity. I played a lot of games, but didn't play a major role. I was more third, fourth line center. But I, I thought I had a good year. And then, obviously, after the season, you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, and that's what – so the prep work, like you getting ready for the draft, did you have any sense, like – and I forgive me if I'm speaking out of school here. When you're – did you go to the draft that year in, in hopes of getting drafted higher? Or do you go, gosh, I'm probably not going to go the first few rounds, so I'm going to stay at home? No, yeah. So uh, there are a couple – I had a couple interviews with teams. They came to UNH. I met with an LA scout. I could not tell you his name. Uh, he grilled me on some questions. The funniest one was, I still joke about this with my friend. He's like, so who's your best friend? I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. He's like, who's your best friend? I'm like, uh, my friend back home. He's like, what's his name? And like took his name down and everything. Really? Like, oh, yeah. Rattle yeah. you a little bit. Know. So, yeah, and then I actually, the most interesting one was uh, Dave McNabb with the Ducks came down and chatted with me. It was a long talk. Uh, He was actually, when you look back on it, he was just up in Maine, and I think the purpose for that was to sign Dustin Penner. Oh, wow. was a free agent, and then he came down and saw me. And to to kind of answer your question, did I think I was going to go higher, after the talk with Dave I thought so for sure uh he gave me this like three page kind of note which I still have I think at my parents and uh he was saying how he thought I was the best NHL prospect outside of Patrick Eves at that time in Hockey East so I thought they were going to take me but their first pick wasn't until the third round so I'm like okay I didn't go to the draft my dad wanted me to go I think he was like, you know, if you're there, I think it shows your importance or, you know, like your dedication. I'm like, ah, I mean, I could might not even get drafted. I'm like, I don't want to go. 
to answer your question, I did not go to the draft. Where was it that year? I have no idea. Do you remember? <laughs> you can probably no clue. Maybe yeah, Nashville? I don't know where it was. Nashville? I don't, I don't know. I don't know either. I will tell you. Oh, you can look um, it up? It was in Raleigh. Raleigh, North Carolina. There you go. No idea. So where, so where were you then when you found out you did get drafted? And second question, did you have any interaction with the Coyotes? Because it sounds like you thought maybe you were going Anaheim, but then you ended up getting selected by the Coyotes. Did you have any interaction with them beforehand? Uh, no. I mean, I feel like uh, she will find this hard to believe, but I didn't even know when the second round started, when day two started. <laughs> No, I, I, but I'm I, not surprised though. You really like, yeah. I, I, and we talk so much about the draft right now. But if you're not like, you're and plus you're still training and you're getting ready for hockey next season, and it's summertime. Like I, I I'm not yeah. surprised at all. I was, yeah, I actually got, I was sleeping when I got drafted. <laughs> <laughs> I Classic. had like a sleeping on a Saturday, and then my dad came and woke me up. He's like, hey. Uh, my agent at the time was Anton Thun. He's like, Anton called, like call him back. And they're like, yeah, they're like, so you got drafted. And it wasn't like one in the afternoon or something. I think it was like 10 in yeah. the morning, somewhere around there. I don't know what, yep. like 11 maybe. I have no idea, right? Yep. And I'm like, oh, nice. Like, where? Like, yep. Anaheim? What was it? Like, third round? He's like, no, Phoenix. I'm like, oh. He's like, <laughs> ninth round. I go, what? <laughs> like, yeah. What do you mean? He's like, yeah, you went, uh, what was it, 265, I think? 265 or 264? Yeah, it was 265. I'm like, okay, a little disappointed. And I was like, what the heck? Um, But yeah, so that was a little disappointing. And go ahead. No, when did you talk to somebody from the Coyotes? Like, so you get from your agent. I don't even know. I can't even remember. To be honest, I I theorized that I was actually a charity pick. (laughs) And Wow. I was, you can look at it. This will astonish you as well. I was the Coyotes' second ninth round draft pick. They actually selected someone before me in the ninth round. Wow. (laughs) Wow. I swear. So did you, did you, didn't go to development camp that that first year before your sophomore year? Do you remember? Uh, The first year, I think I did go. Yes, I did go. Yeah, you were picked Um, after Will Engasser. Yeah, I was going to say, I even knew the name. School kid from Minnesota, uh, zero games played. Zero games yeah. played. <laughs> um, and the reason why I say it was a charity pick was a longtime friend of my uncle's was Paul Henry. Oh, yeah. Scout. Yeah. Oh, and scout of the team, and, yeah. Yeah, and had watched me since I was 15, 16 years old. So I think Paul probably picked me or had the inclination to pick me. Oh my! But that's but that's but, here. Okay, the, the, but yeah, you're in the ninth round pick, and I and I and I. So what does that do to your? Like you said, maybe in the third round, and do you go? Because eventually you do go to training camp, and you do go to development camp, so you are part of the organization. But but you know it. Like it's the guys in the first round that get all the attention, and the guys that are they're getting the media, and they're. Do you do you go? Does your mindset like f this? I'm going to show them I can play. Like I'm just going to work my ass off and go play pretty much yeah i mean i had the mentality that you know family and friends can attest to this not that it's like you need to do a background on it but i said you know i'm drafted i know they're gonna have to sign me like that was my mentality all along like i'm going to sign an nhl contract because in my mind i'm like i'm good enough that i can sign it 
and it's going to happen. And then the development camp, the first one, that was kind of like my, you know, go size up against these guys. Yep. And then went back to school, uh, you know, really took off my sophomore year, big jump point wise, and then back for my junior year. Yeah, you were a point-of-game guy, almost a point-of-game guy your last two years. You only played three years at New Hampshire, and then you end up go, signing and going to San Antonio to finish that third year. So you've got some experience playing in San Antonio, and now you're getting ready to go. Now you're now you're in camp. Now you're a pro, right? And then yeah. things changed. And this is the story that I wanted to tell yeah, because and this when you get drafted. And I, the reality is if you get drafted third rounder later, your odds of playing in the National Hockey League at all dramatically drop. Not just a little, but dramatically drop. And I remember that the Daniel Winnick in training camp in the year before 2007-8, it's a 2007 training camp, Wayne Gretzky was coach, and usually divide the team into three teams, A, B, and C, and they try to make them pretty even. And the, all coaches go three sessions, and it's a really long day. And Wayne said, I only want to skate with the top 40. And, and okay, so we're going to have teams A and B with most of the guys that are going to make the team. Team C is the guys that are American League guys, tryout guys, that kind of thing. And Daniel Winnick was part of the C group on day one. And by day two, it's going, oh, did you say Winnick kid? He's a pretty good player. Like he's and, and by day three, Daniel Winnick's up with the AB group and come the end of training camp, he's played in preseason games. Daniel Winnick makes the team out of training camp, out of starting in Team C. So it's, it's a story I used for years for guys in training camp that go, they're not noticing me. They don't see me. And I said, well, you need to get noticed. You have to find a way for them to see you. And Daniel Winnick did that. And and I have to say a testament to you being drafted in the ninth round and getting noticed. What was your mindset in that training camp? Uh, good question. Well, one thing you touched on going to... Uh, playing the AHL after signing the NHL, like after signing the college year, actually really helped me just even preparing for my first pro year. And then that first pro year, you know, it wasn't great. Like I went down to the East Coast. Oh, yeah, uh, in Phoenix. Struggled. Yeah. Phoenix I went down runner. to the East Coast my wow. first yep. year, really struggled to find a place on that team. Um, and then. That summer was mainly like, okay, let's get in like the best shape of my life. Um, and just really conditioning would be, say, a big thing for me to outperform players. And then just play my game. And I thought if I did those things, I could show well. And obviously it ended up working out. Going and, you know, actually the interesting part with the training camp was I was a centerman my whole life. And then they put me on wing in that training camp. And I think yep. that probably helped me make the team and yep. say, open me up for my skating. So, so your mindset in the ninth round of the draft, you don't go to the draft, you go to training camps and go, gosh, I got to work harder. Was there ever, do you remember who was the first round coyote pick that year? Do you have any idea? Uh, well, I want to say it was Blake Wheeler. Oh no. Was it? Oh my was God, it? it was. Oh my God, it was. Yeah, it's Blake Wheeler. <laughs> How'd he do for the Coyotes? Not, not, not so good. And then Logan Stevenson, who? 
Logan Stevenson was the second round pick. Did you have it's that? Actually, uh, you know his cousin is Chandler Stevenson. I did. No Seriously? way. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's wrong, relevant. Typical to today. Coyotes. They got the wrong cousin. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I just want to give a little more background to the people that are listening that might not remember D- Daniel Winnick. Daniel Winnick, after going from the ninth round, making that team in 2007-8, goes on to play two games short of 800 in the national. 800 games he played. 798 in the National wow. Hockey League. Scores 82 goals, 169 assists, 251 points. And yes, he did get to go back home and play over 100 games with Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, not, we're, we, we're not big Toronto Maple Leaf fans here. Sorry. <laughs> okay. It's nothing personal. But to have the career you had in the National Hockey League after being drafted in the ninth round is a big testament to the kind of player where and how hard you had to work. Was that your mindset through your entire career? Like you continually had to prove something? Yeah, and I kind of felt that throughout my career as well. Um, first year went really well. Then my second year, I ran kind of the sophomore slump roadblocks, didn't play a lot. And then my third year, it was like I had to, it was like retrying out for the team in training camp, essentially. It's like how yep. I felt going into that year. Um, and they kind of told me that. I don't know if people remember that training camp, but we didn't have a coach going into training camp. Oh, yep. They, we got Dave Tippett. Part all Samuelson took over. Yeah, all Samuelson yeah, was doing all, all the drills all before Tip over. came in. Yeah, and then I think Tip came in probably helped me, and then me and I was pretty much fourth line that whole year. We had a great fourth line as me, Vern Fiddler, and uh, that was uh, Paul Bazinet's first year too. So he'd play with us. Yeah, uh, when he got then, the lineup. Buddy. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's good. But and, I just kind of felt every year in my career, it was every GM was just like waiting for somebody to take my spot is how it felt. So I always just kind of pushed myself like I got to be better than these young guys that are coming in. So looking back on, you know, how your career started and, and where everything fell, like we all we just talked about right here, if you could give any advice to a guy, and obviously they don't even have nine rounds anymore, um, it caps at seven, but maybe someone who's taken in a later round who might, you know, maybe not even be a, a name that fans of the team even know, what advice would you give to a guy right now picked in a later round? Uh, well, my dad, I kind of credit my dad for this is uh... – he just always said, like, if if you're good enough, you'll make it and they'll find you. And I think that goes for the draft as well. I don't think GMs and everything love their first-round picks, but something they love more is finding a late-round player that could play. Like, you yeah. see all these teams that win these Stanley Cups, they get accredited for not their first-round picks, but for the guys that they found later on in the draft. So GMs want to see those guys perform. So I don't think it's – a death sentence to say, oh, I got picked in the seventh round. There isn't a chance. I think you've got to be confident in yourself and just work hard when you get your opportunities. Well, I, I got to say this, Winnie, it's a testament to your work ethic and how hard you played when you played here in the National Hockey League to, to have the resume you have coming out of the ninth round. You sh- something you should be proud of. I have to end with something else. <laughs> And I don't know. I have heard a rumor. Now, this were you a player rep somewhere along the line? Yeah. What team were you the player rep for? Coyotes. Come on. That yeah. no. Was it the only place? Yeah. So there was a rumor, and I don't know if this is when you were the player for the Coyotes or it was later in your career and you helped with the player rep. That part of the CBA, and I we used to call it the Daniel Winnick rule. 
was about the towel thickness <laughs> in the locker rooms. Do you have any oh, idea? I don't what know if that's true. About? No. No. no, we were saying that Winnie was in there talking about how thick the towels needed to be. And but buddy, you have an argument. You go to some of these road rinks and it's horrific how bad the towels are. So we said we got good towels in the league now because of Daniel Winnie. So that <laughs> that is not a true story. No, not that I remember. No. You did not fight for towels. Okay, well, see, <laughs> I got to clear that up, Winnie. I appreciate you doing that. Well, go have a good round today. I can't Thanks. tell you how happy we're to have you on. And, and with the draft coming up closer, and this is to Coyotes fans, don't worry about the first round. Those guys, are they're going to get their opportunities to play. It's take a closer look at the guys later in the rounds and don't give up on them. Because a guy like Daniel Winnick, look at his career and how how storied his career was in the National Hockey League. So thanks, Winnie. Really appreciate your time today. Hit him straight and uh, hope thanks. we catch up again sometime. Thanks for having me, guys. Thank you so much. We are... Th Thank you so much again to Daniel Winnick for joining us. Um, what a career he had based on where he was picked um, by the Coyotes back in 2004. Played just shy of 800 NHL games. Uh, actually, the majority of his games 202 was the with the coyotes that was the most he played in any anyway, city so it's amazing though even like we talk about all the time if you're drafted after the third round you're probably not gonna play in the national hockey league it's pretty rare so for him to do what he did in a round that doesn't even exist anymore I know. God, it's amazing it's it really crazy. is and he, he was he was a pretty good player in a lot of stops so good for him. It was yeah, a good interview. It was fun. Absolutely. And it was interesting to hear, you know, how he talked about he kind of had to bet on himself, <laughs> if you will. Yes. Um, and if you want to bet on tangible things like the Stanley Cup Finals tonight, you can do so on BetMGM. Um, right now, BetMGM has a really cool thing going on, Swing for the Fences. So you log into the app on either iOS or Android and you play the BetMGM MLB free game. Sean and I both played it yesterday. Um, Sean won. I didn't. But you basically just choose one quadrant. And then it's like a little animation of a baseball player throwing a pitch. And then you just... What did you win yesterday? A 15% uh, parlay boost. Love it. Is that true? Yeah. Just like little can prizes. Confirm. And you can play it once a day. It's really fun. Um, so check it out on BetMGM right now. Great way to use that on your Stanley Cup final bet tonight. Um, so sign up for BetMGM. Use the bonus code PHNX. There's a few different offers depending on where you live. But for our Arizona audience, you'll get up to $100 in bonus bets on your first wager with BetMGM. Again, make sure you use the bonus code PHNX. Check out the show notes for full details, and now you can listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer. Disclaimer, 21 plus to wager. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-522-4700, Kansas, Nevada, 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts, 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. Thanks again, Shane. Yeah, and, and now you do, we always talk about things that I'm doing around the house. And one of the things I'm doing, around, I just got my house painted. And today I got up early. The painters are all done, but they left a mess and I needed to clean up the mess. It's just like me at this time of year getting ready. You got to clean up the mess before summer starts. You got to clean up the mess. And who better to help clean up your mess in your male personal hygiene routine than Manscaped at Manscaped.com. And I tell you what, 
you know who you are. You're out there, especially at my age. They, literally, the hair grows everywhere except here. It's like thing, but everywhere else, <laughs> I've got hair. And so you need the lawnmower 4.0, lawnmower 4.0, got a light waterproof, take it in the shower. You'd be surprised where hair may grow. <laughs> Get to, get to manscaped.com, take care of all those things. This time of year, before you get into your shorts and your short shorts and your Speedos, make sure you go to manscaped.com, get the, we talked about the lawnmower, we talked about yeah, they the, have the nose trimmer, buddy, nose trimmer, ears yeah. trimmer. And I, I, mean, I joke about the other parts down there, but you know, um, but it's those areas, the ears, the, the nose and the eyebrows by far the worst and manscaped.com is absolutely there for you so if you're an older guy like me and you grow hair where you don't want to manscape.com is your answer and what you need to choose you need to go to manscape.com you get 20 percent off and free shipping with the code phnx at manscape.com that's 20 percent off and free shipping with the code phnx at manscape.com it's smooth sack summer boys get on board or get left behind because we know with manscape there are no nicks there are no cuts and there are no Fuzzy nuts, manscaped.com. Smooth I'm also on the way through it today. It's smooth sex summer. That's something I was not yeah. expecting to hear today. Smooth sex but here we are. All right. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. It's also draft season, as we mentioned, and we talked to Daniel Winnick. I think one of the things that was interesting about what he had to say, first of all, was about having his mindset being that late of a pick and that you know he believed in himself he made sure he was the most conditioned player coming into camp he, the advice his dad gave him like be so good they can't yeah. ignore you it doesn't matter who you are where you were drafted there's undrafted players who went on to be great as well look at martin st louis it's like a perfect example of that um but for those later round picks the the thing that really resonated with me that daniel winnick said was when you look at the, the teams that win the stanley cups you're not thinking wow they sure did hit on their you know, second overall pick, mm -hmm. you're thinking, wow, they really sure did hit on that fifth round pick yep. in 2016. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you look at the Tampa Bay Lightning, Braden Point, um, he was a later round pick. So those are the guys on those winning teams that you think, wow, like they found gems there. Um, and that's what we're looking at now for the Coyotes. Like you said, six and 12, they're going to be great, yeah, gonna be a great player. NHL players. And they're going to get every opportunity too. That's yeah. the other thing that you get those you first get round picks. You get to be A and B, yep. groups A and B. You do get to, and you get the better chances to start with. You get the best line mates in training camp. You get the, on the power play in the first day of training camp. You get the most looks in preseason games. You are going to get your chances if you're a high draft pick. If you're not, you got to get noticed. You've got to get noticed. And I will say this about Daniel Winnick. I think maybe, I don't want to say a chip on his shoulder, but the way he worked was part of who his game was. His feet were moving. He skated well enough, but he worked hard. And I think maybe being drafted late helped him propel himself into what his career ended up being. And that was the kind of player that he was. His engine was always going. It, it, Daniel Winnick worked hard on the ice, but he had to to get where he was. Can you imagine waking up from a nap thinking you're getting drafted in the third round by the Anaheim Ducks and finding out you're getting drafted in the ninth, ninth round by, by the Phoenix Coyotes? Like, what a shock. Yeah. But what a career he made for himself. And, you know, just this past season, his Swiss team won their championship. So he's still, you know, going on to have a great career played almost 800 games in the NHL and look at him now. Um, the Coyotes historically, I mean, they've actually nailed some late round picks and we have our list again. I, you're open to yell at us if we left somebody out. Um, I know third round maybe wouldn't be considered late, but we needed to consider Aiden Hill here, given the position that he's in right now. 
about on the precipice of winning a Stanley Cup with the Vegas Golden Knights. Um, so Aiden Hill, he was a third round pick in 2015, drafted 76th overall and is in the Stanley Cup final as we speak. But now for the real late rounds, for me, it's four and beyond. Michael Bunting, 117th overall in 2014. He has 187 games played currently with Toronto. He's going to be a big free agent this summer. Keith Yandel, I think, is probably... One of the biggest names on this list, um, 105th overall in 2005, round four, over 1,000 NHL games played, 1,109. Then you move on to round five, fan favorite, Connor Garland, 123rd overall in 2015. He's played 322 games. Round six going, you know, a little bit earlier before my time, 1996, that my birth year. 1996. Um, 100, Robert Esch, 139th overall, 186 games played, but he... Was started. Started. With, he was a starting yeah. goalie. He started yeah. for Philadelphia Flyers. And by the way, if if anybody wants to go to Tootsie's, Robert Esch is the guy you want to go with <laughs> because he's a cowboy hat, jeans, cowboy boot Love wearing it. guy. And I tell you what, he worked really hard to be where he is too. Love it. Um, moving on, round seven, you got Trevor Latowski, 174th overall. Also in 1996, he's played 616 games in the NHL. And then the out of existence round nine, obviously Daniel Winnick as we mentioned 265th overall in 2004 for 798 games played but also an honorable mention not drafted by the coyotes but drafted by the jets um organization so technically the same franchise nikolai kabi and 204th overall in 1992 one game shy of 800. And Hobby Bullen, when you look at back at Hobby Bullen and his career here, the, the, his playoff run when the, the Coyotes first moved to the desert, like he was a big deal. He ends up winning a Stanley Cup with Tampa Bay later in his career. Um, it's funny that you looked at two of the draft picks, their later rounds were goaltenders. And and don't be surprised if the Coyotes pick a goalie again this season. Yeah. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if it's one of their later round picks. Yeah, yeah. But it, it just goes to show that, you know, there's value in the late rounds. Keith Yandel, he... He's second in Ironman in of the NHL. Time. Like yeah. he played over a thousand, thousand games. games. Connor Garland is, you know, he's kind of in, I guess, the prime of his career. And and he was a guy. He took he and Michael Bunting both. They took an alternative path. They played many years in the AHL with Tucson, but now they're everyday NHL guys. Yeah. And those were guys found in the later rounds. And it's funny with it, when you mentioned those two guys specifically. It's similar to what we said about Daniel Winnick, is they went and played in the American League first, but they got that. That that little edge, yeah, that the little drive. the drive that they they have when they're that propelled them into being everyday NHL players that helped them. By the way, is that Mountain Mike? It's Mountain Mike. Mountain Mike yeah. is here. <laughs> oh, buddy, let's wrap this up. Um, but but though the drive that they got by being picked later helped them become the players they are today. Because you talk about Garland, you talk about bunt against guys that just work and they work, work, work. Cause they had to work for everything they got to get where they are today. Yep, absolutely. So don't discount these later round picks. The Coyotes have a lot of them. Um, we're focused on the two, but I believe they have, I think, three third round picks or something like that. Um, just a ton of draft picks in the bank for this round. And then we look on the horizon for guys who maybe one day could make this list. Um, a guy you really like, Petey, Ben McCartney. He was a seventh round pick in 2020, drafted 204th overall. He's, you know, right now grinding it out um, with Tucson, but we've seen him up here a few times. And he's, again, he's a really well-liked yes. guy. And he works hard, too. He's another yeah. worker thing. It's says later on, guys are workers. And same with him. 
And then the other one that Craig Button mentioned when he came on our show last week is Maximilian Zuber. Who? Who? Maximilian Zuba. Zuba. Um, sixth round pick, 163rd overall just last year in 2022. Um, Craig Button said that he sees him as NHL ready soon. And, we, you know, you look at the Coyotes' defensive prospects it's a weaker area but for zuber to be you know on on the cusp as we've been saying um could be a steal in in the sixth round and also another guy that craig has mentioned as a guy that the coyotes are really high on is artem duda as well and he was a later pick in last year's draft and i think so. that one of the what that does with zuber especially in duda it's, it's guys that are picked under um bill armstrong yeah and it gives you that idea of what he's looking for in players and he finds it and he did it with st louis and he's got a history of finding those kind of players he put together a team of scouts and hockey development guys that can help build that kind of a team and you talk about he's got there's four third four round. third round picks i stand corrected four thirds two uh, fives two, two sixes, sixes and one four oh one two, two yeah. ones. so there's there are a lot of picks <laughs> in the later rounds if you consider the third a later round i, I this this bodes well for a, a if, guy that has a history of drafting if well. you hit one of those four in the third it's a, it's, it's a success yeah and, I, and again we talked about a goalie i wouldn't be surprised if there's a goalie picked in that third round really yeah could be could be interesting. Could be the goalie of the future. It's could time be. for the Coyotes to draft yeah. a goalie and then have them be successful here, not somewhere else. But yeah. that's a conversation yes. for another day. Let us know if we missed anyone on that graphic. Um, but I think we did a pretty good yeah, job coming up with the list. Again, it just goes back to the word we've used over the last 10 days, Leah, and it's hope. And it gives you hope, even though some of these picks may come later and you don't get the Connor Bedard pick, you can still build a winning team and a championship team with later round draft picks. Yep. So I think there's hope. Yep, there absolutely is. Um, a lot of these guys, they're so young, they can't even drink yet. But when they do, I'll be the first on their 21st birthday to hand them a Four Peaks There you beer. go, Four Peaks. Uh, I'm sure they've never had a sip of alcohol before in their life. None. So let it be nope. Let it be a wow wheat. Why not? Um, check out Four Peaks. We love their beer. You can buy them wherever you get your beer. And Four Peaks cares about teachers a lot. Um, Four Peaks for teachers. You can thank a teacher. Um, fourpeaksforteachers.org. You can nominate or donate. Um, and... I'm reading. I'm telling you this specifically today because Teacher Tuesdays are back okay. at the H Street Pub. Today is Tuesday. Every Tuesday through July, bring a valid teacher ID and receive four dollar pints of Kitlifter, Wow, Hazy, and Hopknot. It can't be it. So make sure your teacher friends know about that offer because Four Peaks wants to take care of you. So you can check out at Four Peaks Brew or at Four Peaks Pub to keep up with the latest at Arizona's hometown brewery. Must be 21 or older to drink Four Peaks, and please drink responsibly. Um, PD, have you tried any of the new OG's flavors yet? I, I, I stick with what I know. And it's orange, it's cream, orange cream skull. Yeah. 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 I, I'm I'm not a guy that likes to change. That's that's fair about you. I yeah. I love the blackberries and cream personally. I'm really excited. Pink lemonade is dropping June twenty first. That's next week, I think, already. Saul so likes to try different flavors. Yes, he does. Of OGs. Yes, he does. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I stick to what I know. Um, but they have something for everyone. The Aquaberry Sleep Edition gummy, the Strawberries and Cream Happy Balance gummy. Um, they have microdose gummies as well. So check out OGs online at ogsbrands.com and on Instagram at ogsbrands. You can find them at your local dispensary, but you must be 21 or older to purchase. All right. Time for our prospect spotlight of the day. Once a day, we're highlighting a NHL draft prospect who could potentially go in that 
6 to 12 range for the Coyotes. And we're going to the defense today. We've focused on forwards up until this point. And we're going to talk about a guy that Craig, another guy that Craig Button's really high on, and that's Axel Sandin Pelica. I don't know if I'm saying that right. We've heard a few different pronunciations. I'm sure I'm saying it wrong because historically I do. You do, yeah. Um, but we're going, but we're what going a name, by the way. We're both Axel? going Pelica. Uh, uh, Sandin Pelica. Love it. Um, Swedish guy, 5'11", 176 pounds defenseman. So a little bit, again, smaller smaller, smaller guy. So what do you know about him? So it's funny that Craig Button has him so high. Some of the people I've talked to, he's he's in the top three. Um, we just talk about Reinbacher a lot and Wielander a lot too uh, as another Swedish defenseman with Sandy Pelica. Um, offense, offensive upside, that's why you get Pelica. He, he's... He's a guy that can walk the blue line. He can move the puck well. He skates well. His offensive upside is there. The problem and going to be the knock on him is his size. And it's listed at 5'11", but I think in the, in the combine he came in at 5'10 and three quarters, just under um, 5'11". So it depends what you need on the back end when you, when you draft a player like this. Again, his offensive upside, he's elite. And, and he's a high-end offensive defenseman. The, the problem is if you... If you need to have somebody that can play a 200-foot game that can help defend, and I think that's probably where the Coyotes are in, in a defenseman. I think they need more of a well-rounded, um, full, full that checks all the boxes, and I'm not sure um, Sandy Pelica does that. I think he is going to be a guy. I think he'll be there at 12 for their second pick. I don't see him getting – I think he's top 15. Yeah. Um, but I – and definitely top 20. I just don't think he's going to be in that first six and 12. And I know Craig Button really is it. Craig Button put him in his top five. I know. Right now. So for Craig Button, who, who knows? Maybe he knows. He watches these guys a hell of a lot more than we do. Yeah. So we'll see as the draft goes on. But it's just another one of those guys. If you want to talk about offensive defensemen and when you need to know the top defensemen in this draft, he is definitely a part of that. Yeah. List. I, I, I think we've heard him in that the top three. We've heard him with. Ryan Bacher and Wheelander when you when you have the discussion and it really just come down comes down to what you're looking for. Um, when Chris Peters was on our show last month, he talked about you know sub six foot defensemen and we've seen success with that in the NHL with Adam Fox, Quinn mm -hmm. Hughes, Kale McCarr. So it's not to say that they can't have success in the NHL, but like you said, for the needs of the Coyotes, if they're looking at maybe they whatever their list of defensemen is, they might rank you know one two three different than a team like. I don't know, the, the Vegas Golden yeah. Knights who already have sides, you yeah. know, it's just like that. So it really comes down to team needs. But Chris Peter said, um, you know, he has a good skating ability, but not a ton of dynamic skills, but he's a good passer. Um, and obviously it just all comes back to size yeah. being an issue. And we one thing we know about Bill Armstrong is he likes, likes his size. The, the big, the, yeah. the bigger guys. So yeah. I don't know. If he would be a fit, but if he, Chris Peters also said he could make sense if he's on the board at 12 for the Coyotes. So and at this point, nothing's going to completely shock me unless they go so off the list that it's a guy we haven't even heard of, heard of yeah. um, at 6 and 12. But yeah, I, I agree with you. If if he goes to the Coyotes, it would be at 12. But yeah, I'm not sure he's the best when they're looking for it. And when you look at it, it's interesting to see how high Reinbacher is going to go. Um, I think Reinbacher goes before Pelica. And so I, I don't think he'll be available for the Coyotes. I think, and again... I don't know anything. I'm not in their scouting meetings. But I think the Coyotes will go for a forward. I think the forward depth in this draft is so deep that I think the Coyotes are going to pick a forward at six. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see them pick a defenseman at 12. Yeah. That wouldn't surprise me at all. Sending Pelica 
very well could be there. And so could Wheelander. I think those two maybe. I don't think Ryan Backer will still be yeah, there Yeah, maybe 12. we'll talk about Wheelander next week. Yeah. Um, but also, what a name. Axel. Axel. Sandin Pelica. Pelica. Ax- Love it. Axel. Look at, yeah. I'm at, look at a tiny baby and name it ASP. Axel. ASP. I like it. ASP because we have OEL. It's ASP. I, I like it. it. Yeah, um, well, like for the headed. for the second day in a row, Sean has left the room um, right when I've yeah. needed something from him. Um, so <laughs> this is, I was just saying, it's the second day in a row you've left the room um, when we needed something from you. It's toots, it's ten days, ten days of, of tootsies. tootsies. Ten days of and Tootsie's we're on time. day two. Day two of Tootsie's, and we're just trying to set the table for Tootsie's. And I just wanted to give him a little idea in the pictures. We're doing ten days of pictures from my scrapbook from Tootsie's, and I wanted to give you. We had a picture on on Twitter. Somebody posted a picture of the booth in the corner that used to be for free. You just had to get there early. Um, now you actually have to pay a thousand dollars for that booth, so I haven't signed it in a long time. But this is two pictures from that booth to give you an idea of one how close you are to the stage. Like it is, the stage is right there, and two, how crowded Tootsie's is. Well, you see those neon signs in the back? Yeah. That's where the bathroom is, and this is where the booth is. That is not a fun journey, getting oh, from the booth to the bathroom. So just in the 10 days of Tootsie's, I want people to know if you're going to go to Tootsie's, anticipate there being very large crowds. And that's day two of 10 days of Tootsie's. I love it. I'm getting more and more excited. We're, uh, I guess, yeah, we're 10... About 10 days out yep. or a little under two weeks um, to the draft. And there's a group of us going. I'm really excited. A lot of them are diehards. We have a little thread going for Nashville in our PHNX Coyotes Discord. So if you're diehard and you're thinking, I'm not in the Discord, reach out to me. I will send you the link to join. It is a huge perk of being a diehard along with getting 20% off merchandise and 20% off events. We saw Mountain Mike walk by earlier. You get a $50 voucher to Mountain Mike's. You get a Dobson Ranch card. We just shower you with with perks of being a diehard, including a free shirt or hat every year at sign up. So year one, and then you're rolling into year two. Guess what? You get another Another one. one. So Tons of great perks. Become a diehard. Join the family. And also, Craig, when he's back, um, he'll have a diehard-only content yep. piece on the website a week. So another great reason. To yeah, and the diehard. Discord right now, between now and the draft, too, I, the, if you want to talk hockey, our I tell you what, our Discord will rival the staff of the Coyotes <laughs> and their ideas because they're all over the place. They're fantastic. Very, very true. Um, and I don't know. I, I don't know if she's watching, but our security guard here in our office building, DJ, DJ. it's her birthday. Mm-hmm. So happy birthday. And I was walking in this morning and she stopped me and said, oh, I saw you on the thing at Circle K. I'm sorry to make it about seeing me every single time we talk about this, but she told me about the yep. game that you've been yep. and she playing. playing and she morning. said she got 20 cents off gas and she got a free Polar Pop, um, and she went in and got it, and it's been amazing. So she's been all over yes. the, the, the Circle, Circle K, K stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So I I got to try. I told her I would try it, and yes. I, I did tell her we've been telling everybody about it. Um, so somebody else, try it. Let me know what you get. Um, I have a little 10 cent off one. So do you, that Sean yep. gave you, and that I got at a D-backs game. So Circle K, just they, they want you to to go get their gas and go get their Polar Pops. Amazing stuff. Um, So stock up at Circle K, grab a Polar Pop, and make sure you're not missing out on all this great stuff. You could text PHNX to 31310 to join their SMS subscriber club and get a buy one, get one free offer on 32-ounce Polar Pops. Head to circlek.com slash store dash locator to find Circle K's near you. Sorry I say I love it too much, Quail by Thomas. I didn't realize I did that, <laughs> but I will take your constructive feedback. 
Wow. Um, there you go. But can I talk about Rick, Rick Bengal? Yeah, I was about to say go, you before we it. wrap up. It up. Um, Rick's comment um, about the Ottawa Senator sale. Guys, with Ottawa selling for a billion dollars, no way Arizona will ever move. NHL is looking at two-team expansion in 2028, would bring in $2.3 billion for the owners. So to his point, owners, they're not turning down money. The owners are about money. Yeah. And they're not turning up and turning down expansion money. I believe that a I believe that, and I think that is part of the reason the team stays. They want expansion. They want the expansion fees. They want expansion money. They want money, and they'll get it through expansion, not through moving a team by relocation. So thanks, Rick, and he's a, a Yotes fan. Hello from Halifax. From love Halifax. it. Halifax. Oh, I said love it. See, now I'm self-conscious. Wow. Way to go, Quail by Thomas. <laughs> right. Oh, man. Well, well, yeah, and Rick, I'm glad you brought that up because I actually got asked earlier how the sale of the auto centers affects the coyotes so hopefully we'll have some arena news soon obviously mm. we, we always we talk about that we don't have anything to say so don't ask us what's up because we don't know um but watch for craig soon craig might i don't actually know where he is right now but maybe italy geez, uh, france keep your out for something from craig soon okay i'm just teasing there you go it's a little tease yeah i love it i love it anything Oh my God! Do you I do say, say I so love it? Much. I know. Once you, once somebody points that yeah. out, it just drives you insane. Wow. Okay. I, I am, I am self aware. Well, about we are this. gonna. Yep. I'm so, self aware. I'll, I'll get it out of my vocabulary. Wow. Um. Anything no, else? No. I, 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 I'm, I am excited about that. We still have some more guests this week. Well, one for oh, sure. Oh yeah. Um. Tim Bernhardt, Tim Bernhardt former, former scout. scout of the Arizona Coyotes, will join us this Thursday. Really looking forward to getting his point of view yep. of what goes on in those draft interviews. We had Brendan Perlini last week. Talk about an interview that he did with yeah. Tim Bernhardt. So we'll get the other side and get just the scout's perspective on the draft. Yep. So really, and we're getting close. We're that. getting it. Every day is a day closer to seeing how this franchise progresses through the draft. And we said that's how they're going to get through this rebuild is through the draft. And I'm I tell you what, I've. I like knowing these names more. Like I, I, Me too. I like knowing. Hey, here are the guys one through twenty, and the Coyotes are going to get two of those guys. That is great news for yep. the future of this organization. Awesome. And we will continue to do so tomorrow. So be sure to tune in every day on the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. Hit the notification bell so you never miss when we go live. Subscribe. And if you're listening on audio, be sure to leave us a review, if you will. Um, we appreciate it so much. Um, in the meantime, you can follow follow Craig at Craig S. Morgan. If and you're you not. should do it soon. And maybe because... hit the bell for him. Yeah, because something's coming. Um, you can follow PD at S. Peters Hockey. You can follow me at Leah Merrill. You can follow Sean at Sean underscore to pause. Follow the show at PHNX underscore Coyotes. Again, a Special thanks to Daniel Winnick for hopping on with us this morning before he had a, a tea time, tea time. Um, yeah. at the golf course. So Priorities. We, we really do appreciate his time. Great stories. Um, and looking forward to talking to Jim, Tim Bernhardt later in the week. And join Petey and I on PHNX Bets That's at like noon. Now. Oh, my gosh. Yes. And right you this. might be thinking, why aren't you talking about game five? Well, we don't want to talk about it because oh. 12 o'clock PHNX Bets daily. Sean and Petey. Yep. At noon. So just stay to stay, just right, here. stay right here on the PHN Exports yep. YouTube Get channel. Snack. Get the Get full peaks. preview of that game Popping and OGs. their picks yep. on BetMGM. Let's go. All right. Thanks, everybody, so much. Be sure to hit the like button on your way out. Enjoy the rest of your Tuesday, everybody. And we will see you tomorrow.